free kick. Colaccini nearly got ahead on it. Tiote, great strike! And for one last time, we're back. DeMartin Download, Adam Becker, Luca Maloney, Ian Gilmore, back for our final episode. Lads, how are we feeling about it? It's an emotional day today. I mean, you, it is. I mean, you guys have made this since the start. I joined in, second year in. But, I mean, congratulations to both of you. You guys are excellent, and I can't wait to see where you guys go. All roads end. All roads end, but new one creates. Yep. Luca will be back. I will be back uh, next year with DeMartin Download covering all MSU soccer. In the host chair. And we'll see if we have any new hosts or it'll be just me, maybe a couple interviewers. But this is all you guys for today. Just get some big guests. Some big guests. on the pod. It's going to be the Luca Maloney experience. The Luca Maloney (laughs) show. Um, Tough episode to navigate. Don't know if I should segue straight to some professional talk. We should dwell on it for a little. Wait till we get back. But... We'll talk Prem for a sec. Last time was last time we were in here was before Liverpool and City played. Mm. What was a, what was potentially a title decider? Two two draw. City keeps the one point lead. No one has dropped points since. Start with you, Ian. Do you see anything changing between now and the end of the season? Newcastle plays Man City next week, so yeah, we'll just hand you the title. Hey, no big deal. Played well. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like one 0 was was fair against Liverpool. Um, that game was great though. Liverpool City, fantastic football. Yeah, well, and one I of the think best a fair games result. Yeah, I, it, it it's so hard to, you know, um, decipher between the two. Like, there's really just not much that separates them. Exactly, and we could be possibly seeing those two in the Champions League final yeah. in, in the coming month. I I would love if somehow the points evened out going into the last day. And goal difference was close enough that it literally just depended on who could beat the crap out of the last team more. I would absolutely love that. I don't know how close the goal difference is right now. It's a oh, 63 to 64 Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I know that last. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine? City winning 4 0 closed the gap. That that would be so sick. If the points just evened out, what, <clears throat> what would need to happen for that? What? Um, uh, Liverpool draw, City loss. Because <clears throat> it's a one point gap. That would be perfect. That's the most likely because it's like two draws, one. Right, win, right, right, right. Well, then who takes Liverpool this weekend? So uh... Liverpool has Tottenham on Liverpool the schedule. Liverpool so Not next. Oh, next. But at at Anfield. So yeah. A draw with Spurs and Newcastle beat City. Points are even. All comes down to goal difference. I, that would be awesome. Oh my god. That would be like nothing since twenty eleven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you could even argue that this. And the level of both teams is superior to those of like 2011 when Aguero won it. Yeah, because I mean, really, I, you're looking at these yeah, teams Liverpool, competing for United. the Champions League final right after. Pretend, pro, I think Liverpool's in. Yeah, I think City's in too, honestly. But we'll get on that later. It's no the the two two draw was probably the game of the season, or like, even more than that potentially for me. Well. Again, that Champions least, uh, yeah. League game might have beat it. At least in the Premier League. It was yeah. it was up there with one of the best games this season. Yep. But I just can't as much as I want and hope Liverpool wins the league, obviously. 
it's getting a little concerning now at this point. City only has four games they have to win. And they're not against... I have a lot of faith in Newcastle. Teams. I wish it was at St. James and not the Etihad. Yeah. But, hey, it's just it's, tough to see them dropping points. Both of them. They're so the, good. That, anywhere. The upside is City are potentially qualifying for the Champions League final on Wednesday. Maybe not like they're going to throw a party in the locker room, but maybe a little bit of a hangover going back to the Prem. But they also know what they have to do to close the league. And on what you were saying about Liverpool's level, I think Rio Ferdinand called it like the best Liverpool team he's ever seen or something. I mean, every year and, just keeps getting better. And right now, it, it's peak of the Klopp experience. I think Thiago and Trent in the same team is just unfair for passing range. And then Robertson right on the other side of Trent. Whenever someone in the front three falls out of form, there's a full rotation now to back him out. Like, and every signing I, for Liverpool has been a hit. Yeah, yeah Diogo Jota and then Luis Diaz. Has anyone in the front even like fell out of form though? Like they're just getting rotated. It's really, yeah, it's really yeah. if someone gets injured or right. Something, and I mean, but. the only case you could make is Firmino, and that's just because Diaz and Jota have been so good that Firmino just hasn't played as much. And even yeah. Firmino's last start, he scored two against Benfica. I mean, you know, we played him at the weekend, and it's just unfair that you can bring Thiago, Fabinho, and Mo Salah off the bench. <laughs> Just and still, say, just and still that not makes really me a little anxious. Yeah, and then still not really even worried that your starting eleven is going to get the job done. No, it's Klopp's never had a squad like this, and he got a new contract. It would be too. so nice if this team can just—they're only one fourth of the way there, so it's hard to talk about the quadruple. Uh, we're but late enough in the season where it's, it's not. It can all have. Yeah. It takes a one game at this point. It's like they only have one trophy, but at the same time, they're like. Close to four all com- others. Four combined games away from the FA Cup final, one more Champions League semifinal, then that final, and just this final stretch in the Prem. But I- I'm excited to see how it goes. I do think... Uh, I don't know if I want to preview a Champions League final that's not there yet. I don't think City loses a game in the Prem, but I have a lot of faith in Liverpool beating them in a one-off. And I do think they'll take Chelsea in the Cup. But... Hey, last episode, we don't need perfect sequencing. Where are you guys feeling about the FA Cup final? And then we can go to Champions League. FA Cup final. Chelsea? Chelsea. Chelsea Liverpool. I don't think Chelsea Chelsea does not look look good right now. I think they're out of form. I think they've they've been pulled back into the top four race. Yeah, they've, uh, yeah, they've, I think they're out of balance in. In the locker room, because uh, it was clear that Lukaku wasn't happy over the weekend not going in against Everton, and then obviously they lose that game <laughs> you know, at Everton at, at Goodison God, Park. I, at Goodison Park, and it's like with forty dollars of Ian's money on the line. Yes, <laughs> I saw Chelsea minus one thirty, and I'm like, that is the freest money I've ever had in my entire life. And now I know why it was. <laughs> man, baited you in. Yeah, I don't get what's wrong. I mean, it's it's weird. They seem disconnected. Tuchel was like flying high, like everything he did worked, and now you have Pulisic's dad tweeting about how he's gonna leave in the summer. Yeah, about I mean, how he loves the club, but with a, with a month left to play. Yeah, it's, it's a li- it's a little odd and nice. Like I said, there's you can feel that disconnect in the club. It's also it's almost like they're starting, which is crazy to say, but like starting to lose trust in Tuchel, which I, they're in a an FA Cup final. The only reason they're out of the Champions League is because Karim Benzema is the best striker in the world right now, and they're and even comfortably they almost pulled still off the impossible. Third. Yeah, yeah, and still, yeah, and and they're comfortably, th- pretty comfortably in the top four in the Prem. Yeah, as bad as the form is, it's still an interesting match of them going against Liverpool because 
On their they, day, they're as good. Yeah, on their day, they're as good. Going against Liverpool's high line, they're a, they're a great team that can kind of try to exploit that. If anything, they're the only. They're probably one of the only teams that are fast enough to keep up with Liverpool's front three. And it's been the same case as Liverpool versus City. They've faced three times this season. They've drew all three times. Liverpool got them on pens in the Carabao. And Allison wasn't in, but Chelsea scored like four goals in that game. All of them came back. Obviously, I mean, all of them rightfully so. Some fans will tell you the Lukaku one maybe questionably, but all of them got pulled back for offsides. But some concerns there against that back or just... Tuchel kind of knows how to work the clock back line, the back, the clock system, so that'd be something, something to stress about going into that game. Even I mean, there's like the Rudiger situation. I know they're at you know the whole Russia thing and Abramovich like screwed them over, but he's one of the best center backs in the world right now, and you can't keep him. Yeah, no, he's about to go for free to Real Madrid. Yeah. So just to make sure, at this point. Could they even offer him a contract? I don't know. I don't know where that situation's at. Because I know initially they couldn't, but now fans are mad they're not paying Rudiger. I don't know if that's like they're mad they didn't pay him in advance, or I still think they're just kind of screwed with everything. I mean, not just that. It's because if you have a center back like Rudiger who's on top form and still under the age of 30, you should do everything possible to keep him under contract yep. at your club. You know, And he's about to walk free to Champions League to the semifinalists in, in the Champions League right now. Yeah, that whole... I know the things that you see a lot of Chelsea fans complain about. They win the Champions League final. Their recruitment like potential is at an all-time high. At the time, they went for what like, everyone thought was a good signing in Lukaku, and then that just didn't work out at all. So yeah, It's such a strange transfer because it, he started off so well and then just it went downhill from there. So you just run back the Champions League final, just run back the team that won the final. But yeah, well, and, and, the then, added, and then like, you're relying on Havertz to have a great game every game. Yeah, and that's really what the recent downfalls came because he was in peak form March and April, well, March and most of April, dipped back down recently, and the results followed with him. And then Chilwell goes out, Reese is in and out. Now that Christensen surprised me too because he seemed so good last season. Now yep. he can't start. Rudiger's and he's another leave. one who's probably going to leave on a free too. I don't think anyone's as sad about that one. But no, I think he's going to Barca. I don't know how confirmed that is. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah, the rumor said the rumor mill said Barcelona, but I mean he's he's open to go to anywhere abroad at this point. Captain Aspie's in the contract situation, but well, and yesterday he gave up the the goal. Yeah, he gave up a big one. Yeah, yeah. sometimes more of a leadership figure. Yeah, hey, yeah. I respect the guy still. He's getting old. Yeah, it's tough. And I mean he's been at the club for a long time now. He does kind of have to start every game at. However old he is at this point. Well, Silva's doing a good job of it at 37. And then what do we think about the top four race? Arsenal, Tottenham, United. Oh, well, we'll start with you on that. United's not in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah. No, United's a game ahead, six points gap back. Yeah, a fifth. They're not in it anymore. They're trying to stay seventh <laughs> so they can have some European football. What's your... Uh, Confidence level. North London Derby soon. You still have to go to Anfield. I'm very confident, especially after the last game. What? Seeing how well that they was, played. Really, after I said yeah. Anfield, I was, right. was going to say, with the bit. context you just put it in, yeah. and then he goes, I'm very confident. That's that's surprising. I, yeah, I'm but good, good for you, yeah. though. 
Yeah, no. Burnley and Norwich is an ideal final two games after that. Yes. It, no, it's a very nice schedule when you have when you have to play two two very tough teams first, and then especially with Arsenal, get to relax. Yeah, Arsenal's fourth. Newcastle are just trying to ruin everything. They're on Arsenal's schedule too. That's fine. You either gotta take the chat. You gotta impact the title race and the Champions League race. Well, that was well, and the relegation battle. We played Burnley on the last day. Oh, brilliant. That was the whole thing earlier in the season. I was like, if we don't have enough points with four games left, we're down. Because it goes Liverpool, City, Spurs, Arsenal. Is that uh, what the current right Just now? Arsenal. I don't think you still play Spurs. Oh, damn, Newcastle's in 10th. I was, I was looking for you guys a little lower in the standings. Top half, baby. Yeah, you, get used yeah. to that. Oh, no, we've, <laughs> only got, we've only got three. So. Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Burnley. Yeah. And, Liverpool's off the list. Yeah, right. So the last, yeah, that was the last four. And so I was like, if, if we don't have enough points by that, like, there's no chance we stay up. Uh, luckily, right. that's not even a conversation anymore, but. And you're getting three points on the weekend anyways. Yeah, exactly. But Spurs. But it's, it's interesting because Spurs and Arsenal are both in good form right now. But Spurs, didn't they lose to Brighton last week, 1-0? Yes, they did. Yeah, and, and out of nowhere, yeah. I I don't understand Conte. I just it, it sometimes he has the best tactics in the world, and then other days it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. And then Arsenal was amazing, and then they dropped three in a row. Yeah, they they did go three in a row. Uh, to crap, Bright, Southampton, Brighton, Brighton yeah. and like Palace. Palace yeah, and they got worked by Palace. Palace yeah, yeah, Palace worked. But then them. they flip it with three wins in a row against Chelsea, United, and West Ham. Yeah. Which, well, that, well, that, yeah, that United which game looks, was a shambles. Which just looks kind of bad for uh, Tottenham. <laughs> they show yeah. up on the, they show up for those four through six games. No, but I'm very confident the way they're playing right now, especially after seeing them over the weekend. They have a lot of power in their play. I think. I mean, Kulusevski's been unreal. I mean, he can you believe it? He's now joint for six in assists in the Premier League. Wow! And he and he joined in January. He's got eight. He's got eight assists. In the Premier League, and he's, he's still he's still twenty one. That's January signing, maybe. Yeah, him and Bentancur have transformed the club. I mean, it ma- it makes you it made it everyone realize why Lucas is not a reliable starter anymore, and why you can't have I mean, we can't have Harry Winks and Oliver Skip all the time in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second behind Bruno, of course, for January signings. Agreed. Come on. Once the taken. best Bruno in the prem. No one taking his yeah. team to tenth. Nobody even knows the other Bruno now. No, <laughs> especially after Ramsdale's celebration right in his face. <laughs> that was awesome. Dude, that was hilarious. That was, uh, no I, way. I, I did smile a little bit after seeing that. <laughs> no way Ronaldo's given Bruno two penalties and he's made them pay twice. Yeah. No. Yeah. God no. Do we do we dare talk about United or just keep it pushing? Okay, we well, to... well, let's say the uh, since the last time we were here, United didn't have a confirmed manager. Now they do. Eric Ten Hag in for next next season. Ralph Ragnit steps into the advising role. You mean the Austria national team? The FIFA role manager. Yeah, yeah, the the career mode. <laughs> we're talking Expansion. about it last month that no one does it. No, but we didn't know if it was illegal, uh, illegal if it was like, allowed or not. This isn't exactly double head coaching, right. but it's arguably worse. I mean, it is because you have to pay attention to a lot of factors that go into the national team alone. You know, any national team, especially with Austria, that they have a you know they went to a couple world, they went to the last few World Cups. They actually have some decent players. And Lost what, to Scotland yeah. in qualifying. There we Brilliant. go. What day is actually that game? The Scotland June June fifth, June fifth or sixth. Yeah. Yep. 
That's gonna be good. Ten Hag's an interesting one because at his peak, the eye test is amazing. So was Ragnick's before he went to United. Uh, that's true. Turned every club around. The one thing for me was obviously the eighteen nineteen run was more good than bad. Blowing that game against Tottenham was a minor flag. It was a pretty big flag to me, honestly. And then the next two years, they don't make it out of the group stage. They this... did lose so much of their team. Yeah. Those uh, years. I mean, but... yeah, that, that team has been rotated in and out like God knows what. Who's still there? From like Daily Blint and Tadic? Matic. Still... Tadic. Yeah. It... Linden... Talking about United or Ajax? Ajax. Oh, Ajax. Yeah. Oh, oh, my yeah. bad. My bad. Oh, well, yeah, Tad. Yeah. Sorry. Wrong one. But Tadic is still on that team, I believe. <laughs> Nadis never actually left, I don't think. I think he went like two years without playing. I think he fell out of the lineup and then came back this year. Anthony's in there now. And you got the star midfielder, though, Ryan Gravenberch. He's like 19, I believe. Kids He's really stud. good. Yeah, kid's really good. Oh, but then they they get back to their relative peak. It's not as good as the 18-19 team. They go 6-0 and in the Champions League group stages. They get probably the most one of the most favorable round of 16 draws, and they go out to Benfica at home. So it's kind of... What's different? I don't know, he's what, gonna, he's gonna I be don't know dealing, what to think about him. He's going to be dealing with a lot bigger budget and a lot more pressure at United, just but, like anyone else has at coaching Manchester United. But now he goes from the best squad in the country to third at best. Yeah. And that's if they get the window right. Yeah. Because uh, they're that, still that, not ahead of Chelsea. Yeah, best I mean, is probably stretching it. Yeah, too. that is kind of stretching it. I'd say fifth. On yeah, you know, that's if they nail the window, but... Well, well and that's the thing too. You say big budget, but who have they who outside I mean, of Ronaldo? They've always had a big anybody budget. could sign and it'd be fine. But like, what ones have worked? Pogba for a little while. I think Sancho will work. Yeah, I think Sancho. Is, he's I, had a season and I, he yeah. hasn't. But I think he's Sancho. Seen, he, but he plays like he's the like he's committed to the team. You know, that's the thing. Rashford, I think, will be gone. Yeah. I don't think you're worried about Sancho the way you're worried about. Like he just said the Rashi's recent form. Some of the other players. Yeah. Yeah, Rashford's gonna go. Pogba's probably gonna go. Pogba's gone. He's so gone. Yeah, he's so gone, gone, gone. And then he's gonna be healthy the day the final game ends. And then I don't <laughs> know what. And, and then I don't know what going. you do with the back line because on paper their back line is is very decent. Yeah, and it's, it's a top four back line on be. paper. <laughs> Maguire shouldn't be a player you're trying to replace. Like, yeah, like yeah, you spent one it, by yeah. name, two by the, what they spent on him. You just. Yeah, same thing with Pogba. I mean, they're going to lose him on a free transfer, probably. You just got to nail the six yeah. and hope for the best. It brings Donny back into the picture because he was only loaned out, so he'll be back. Exactly. Donny will be back. I don't think Martial stays at United either. I think he comes back to United and then transfers out somewhere else. Because yeah. he played really well at Sevilla for the time he was there. Well, he's still there. Poor Donny didn't want to go to Newcastle because he didn't want a relegation battle. Look where he and ended up. Look, now he's with Dele Alli. <laughs> For a loan, why was that like a factor in the... Well, I guess he couldn't have foreseen this open door at United coming back to him. Donny right behind Bruno? I don't know what the rest of the midfield is saying for you guys, but... Yeah, no, but they... It'd be nice to see. No, but United has to have You would have got to play behind a real Bruno. Mm -hmm. Everything would have been better at Newcastle. Yep. Exactly. No, but United needs to have the smartest transfer window that they've had in forever in order to bring that club anywhere near to where it was. Because or else it's just going to be the continuing circus that it is right now. It's been 10 years since Fergie's been gone. And they, have, they haven't nailed a single manager. Has, 
I mean, has, I, I mean, you see, Jose was probably arguably the most successful manager there, United post Fergie. But his ideas also didn't translate with whoever else was running the club. So there, he was gone. Do you think there's been a, a managerial signings that kind of uh, that's consents optimism around it? Because I don't think anyone's mad they got Ten Hag, any United fan. I think there's a lot of excitement there. I don't know what the other. I don't know who else was a better option than Ten Hag in the yeah. current in the current manager market. Like looking back at the managers that have failed at United in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think there's any level of faith around any of them that Ten Hag's going to come in with? I think Van Hall was was a pretty good pick at it, the start. I, I, I people, mean, considering the team that they had at the, in 2015, 2016, it's, yeah. It's, before he even came in, I think people like were okay with that one. Who else? Yeah, remember he was top of the list when people were getting ready to say that, Seth yeah. Moyes. Mar- yeah, I don't know. Mourinho, it's hard to think because there's the Chelsea roots for them to hate him off. Right, of, right. Even... So I think people were half and half. Half people were like, you know, he's been successful, and half people were like, no. This guy's giving us hell. Yeah. Yeah, but there have been there have been more worse signings at Manchester United than I've there have been better, like better signings. There are too many flops. Think about the Alexis Sanchez, Di Maria, all those guys. Falcao. Falcao. Now all yeah. those guys have just spent a lot of money on that just didn't work out and made no sense to the well, idea that they want to head into now. But it just <laughs> Some of those guys, it's just becoming United's been the common denominator. <laughs> Are we sure it was on them? Because Di Maria went back to PSG and he was fine. And kill, yeah, yeah, he yeah. killed it. Alexis, too, somehow rediscovered a little bit of form at, at Inter. He doesn't play much anymore, but... He's still showing... He's still showing signs of signs life. Signs of being a footballer. Yeah. Who else is Memphis that? Depay. Mm. It's... It's very weird. No, they need a, like a huge shift. And I mean, and even I mean, Ragnick my guy said, right I mean, now I, hasn't had, Sancho hasn't had the season I wanted him to have. I'm not going to put him in flop category or but anything. I, but, oh. I think, but, but I think he's the most. He's not directly a, in the flop category. No bias whatsoever in my statement there. But <laughs> I do think there's been stretches in the United season. He was like February and March. There was a stretch. He was like the bright spot. For like two games. <laughs> Of course, by then I had stopped watching United, so I'm not going to try breaking down his performance like I did. <laughs> but I'm still not worried long term for him, especially. No, I think Ole I, at I first. think he's too young, and I think when he come and I think Ten Hag can make can make good adjust, adjustments with him for yeah, him to play that's, better. That's right up his alley, young winger that's versatile if he can play in and out. You know, and then that question is, is the center forward. You know, do you stay? Do you stick with Ronaldo if he wants to stay another year, or? Do you go immediately look for somebody else? If he wants to stay, I think you gotta run it back with him. Like, he's, he's their he's, only performer right now. He's, he's still the, the second best footballers ever yeah. lived. Yeah. He started the season as like their only bright spot. Went down a little, and, and he's winter, gonna end up as the only bright spot in this as, team. And that's right. He came straight out of tragedy and picked up right as being the only positive sign on the team. Yep. But. Oh, wait, one more prem point. We were talking about this last week. How do you feel about Conte being linked to a new job in the middle of a top four race? Makes no damn sense. I'll tell you right job. now. PSG. Yeah, he's been linked with the PSG job for like the last two months, and all the one and all the reports say it's not that PSG go after looking for him. It's Conte's agent going to PSG and offering his services, which would be a weird one for PSG because again, Conte's weakness is Europe. 
PSG's weakness is Europe. They don't exactly solve each other's needs. Yeah, no, and I, I don't understand it, but I, I'm hoping it's all just part of the rumor mill, trying to get him go, because I was listening to a couple days ago on Sky, Daniel Levy wants to keep wants to keep Conte at all costs. He's going to give him the budget that he wants and hopefully sign two to three players that go directly into the first 11. So hopefully that's the direction where Tottenham go this summer. It would it would suck to see Conte go given the relationship that he's built with the biggest players there, the Kane, Son. So it would be unfortunate to see him go, but I don't think so. I don't I don't think that's a possible. I don't I personally don't think it'll happen. Mhm. Pivoting onto Europe, City Madrid 4-3. A lot of different angles to go with this game, so I'm, uh, I'm just going to leave it open-ended for you guys. Ian, how are you? I mean, as a neutral to watch it, it was just fantastic. And Benzema, for him to keep doing what he's doing is insane. That Vinicius goal was awesome. The whole game was great. Like It was like, what, 2-1 within 20 minutes? I don't know. You look at we talk about Man City and Liverpool in this race, and I think they're the best two teams in the world. And then you see a team probably past their prime, even though they just won La Liga again, like keeping up in in the way that they they did. It was just a great game to watch. It was a great game of football. Great game. Does City pay for missing chances, or are you guys backing them to get it done? That, the that's crazy regardless? to say, too. Like, In missing chances when you scored four goals <laughs> against Thibaut Courtois, David Alaba. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, and that that was one of the worst defensive games from Real Madrid that you're going to see because David yeah. Alaba messed up on was – was a key factor in two of those City goals. And and also, Eder Militao wasn't on his best game on that day. And I, I strictly think it was because they were so tired from the previous La Liga games. They came into that Man City game just at 50% to start off. Yeah, something I'm kind of curious about is the game after winning the title is probably going to be your worst game of the season. <laughs> like I look back at when Liverpool finally won the Prem. It was on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. They had their celebrations. They played City that weekend. They lost 4-0. It was the worst I've ever seen them look. How locked in is... How hungover is Madrid going to be on one, for one thing? I don't uh, know. How locked in are I don't they going to be? I mean, because, I mean, it, the stakes I mean, of the, the game yeah, speak I mean, for themselves. The chance of the final still there. It's a one-goal difference, and <laughs> I, I, it, it really, for me, it's anything is possible for either side. It, it, it depends who starts off the fastest and who's going to finish it. Um, I don't know. Best discipline, because if you go down a man against City, it's over. They've—and I mean— La Liga obviously is important to them, but I always feel like for Real Madrid, it's Champions League or bust every single year. And we've seen managers get sacked after winning the league, but not winning the Champions League. And what they did against PSG, the way that they weathered the storm and and bent but didn't break against Chelsea, I just don't see them not winning at home and at least taking it to Pens. Now that away goals is out too, all you have to do is Get win by a goal. That's it. Away. And there's no chance that they don't score. Away goals would have been amazing for Madrid. <sighs> yeah, dude. Oh, this, this is, this, yeah, this is the year that away goals would have been an advantage gone. right yep. here. I'm. I just think City's better. I, I, Madrid getting past PSG was obviously amazing, but then also kind of. 
I feel like they kind of not fluke their way. Through. I feel like there's a lot of fortune in the way PSG let that happen. Mm. I think there was a lot of Donna fortune in the, in the Chelsea game then too. The first leg against Chelsea, the Mendy pass, and then you look over the two legs, how many chances Chelsea missed. I think the run has to end for Madrid eventually. Kyle Walker and Cancelo are both back. Cancelo's unsuspended. I'm pretty sure Kyle Walker's healthy now. Benz obviously has the shout right now. For There I go saying obviously this often again. I told you about this. But Benz might be best player in the world right now. But also I, I'm backing De Bruyne to be the best player on the field again. Madrid-Liverpool final rematch would be kind of sick. Yeah. Oh, 2018? Not, yeah, it's only been four years. The ghost of Loris Curious. <laughs> Allison has to make a few great saves in that game just to... Make up for that. Remind everyone why they had to sign him in the first place. Yeah. But no, official prediction for me, I I think City wins the game outright. I say, Advances. They, go, yeah, I say they go City wins 2-1 at the Bernabeu. Ian, you're taking penalties? Yeah. Honestly, I think Madrid I minute win real time, to be honest. Uh, the Bernabeu is just a special place, too. If they score a goal and get momentum Ele- in that place, my Ele- God. Ele- it's an electric That atmosphere. thing's electric. Was Karius the starter in that year? Yes. I, yeah. I know he started in the game, but, like, no, he, was the, he was the number he one. He was Liverpool's number one. Yeah, because Mignolet Allison— was the two. Yeah, and—, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Allison came in the year—they bought him immediately after that game. You know, I think Mignolet actually has a Premier League title. I think he stayed for the, year, the two years after, too. Really? I'm, I th- didn't I go to Bruges. No, because once the because they booted Carius out, I think Mignolet stayed. Yeah, just, for the, I think for the one year, which should have been what nineteen twenty. Yeah. Or the year before that. Well, eighteen nineteen was Allison's first yeah. season. They won the Prem the second, I believe. Mignolet was still there. Not to get to that point though, <laughs> or get stuck on that. On the other side. I think Liverpool's through. Yeah. Same thought I had. Very, they yeah. won the first leg against Benfica. This two one's nil. a little different. Yeah, 2-0 yeah. going to Spain. I think Villarreal played as best as they could in that first leg against Liverpool at Anfield. I I just don't see them getting one or two goals back in against Villarreal and hope that Liverpool stay scoreless. Yeah. The first goal was lucky. Mm-hmm. That goal doesn't go in, then I think that game's changed. I think it ends like one, Maybe. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that was kind of ties totally different. I still trust the idea of whenever they got that first goal, they might have heat checked the same way. And Villarreal just had no; they literally didn't have a shot on target that half. I don't know if they had shots. So I, I trust that at some point Liverpool would have found a more conventional opening. Zero shots on target. Yep, brilliant. Zero shots for the whole game, I think. Right? Is it on one target? shot? One shot. They were outshot nineteen to one, but shots on target five to zero. <laughs> yeah, the it's weekend league. Eleven back doesn't. Eleven back wasn't going to work against two favorites in red. Yeah, no, it's they limp through Bayern. Very difficult. I don't think. And now you have to play open against Liverpool. Like they have two goals to make up. So can they even start parking the bus and? Yes, and just try to grab one. I think you park the bus the whole first half. Try to grab one on the counter. And if you get the first goal, then then it changes. Yeah, because the important part of here is that they get a goal in the first half. And then second half, right off the bat, boom, you go all in to try to get that second one and then park the bus the rest of the game. And that's also hoping that Liverpool don't counter you. Yeah. I think if Liverpool scores first, it turns into a bit of a route. Yep. 
I think Liverpool will score first. But it's a valiant, and, it's a valiant effort from Villarreal. Or if it just, or Liverpool just bides their time. They don't press too, or they don't overcommit. If Villarreal sits deep and just like 60th, 70th minute, eventually find their breakthrough. But I would, well, I'd be depressed if Villarreal managed to pull this off. I'd also be just stunned. I would, just because. Tact on a, on a footballing sense, a lot of it just doesn't look good for them at all. They're seventh in the league, Villarreal. I do. Are they still draw merchants? I don't know. See this: fourteen, ten, and ten. Two wins in their last five. Lost on the weekend. Um. Yeah, I was back in Liverpool for that one. Can't predict the final because we don't know what it's going to be. But like I said earlier, I'm expecting Liverpool City. I'm going to say 1-1 in that one. 1-1 Liverpool advances? Yep. That's fair. So you got Liverpool City. You have Liverpool Madrid? Yep. I have Liverpool City. Way too early prediction. We can't go in depth again in case the game Uh, doesn't happen. I think if Madrid's in the final, they win. Just off the pedigree? Yeah. In the form. Yeah. I say City-Liverpool go in the final. I say Liverpool wins it 2-1. Yeah, Liverpool-City final. Let's go high scoring, 3-2. My nightmare scenario is Liverpool-City playing the final. City takes the Prem and Champions League. That's that what suck. That's what the whole second half of 18-19 was becoming. If yeah. The Spurs bounced them. Yeah. The it's whole like, world would kind of just like They cry. need... If, if both comes down to these two and they don't split... That's just such a nightmare scenario. Because then you can't call Peppa fraud anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets that back-to-back finals and wins one would be a good start. Uh, hell of a way to flip the narrative on his end. It would. Even Give him some peace of mind. Uh, or if he starts going to go on again. <laughs> hey, it's built for the same thing. They've played Liverpool three times. He's going to play a lineup that never played any of the four. Yeah, or, no, no, yeah. He's in gonna... the fourth, he's going to play a lineup that never played any of them. <laughs> now, for peace of mind, I'm just going to gloss over the fact that I root for a team in Germany. But Serie A, <laughs> the Serie A race is alive. A season pole pole position. Inter had one of the worst own goals ever. And considering it was in the middle of a title race. In the the worst possible time you could have an own goal like that. Like, Napoli shot themselves in the foot blowing that two goal lead in ten minutes. Yeah, and they also be yeah, they also beat C's kind of parting perfectly for you guys right now. That's perfect. Let's see how the rest of the schedule lines up. So, Fiorentina, yeah, yesterday. And then you got Verona, Atalanta, Sassuolo. Yeah, so Atalanta will probably be your your most challenging game out of the three. And you just hope you can keep Rafa. You just hope you can keep Rafaleo healthy for the remaining the remaining three games. And apart from that, I think their season has been a success, given how how little they spent in the summer. Uh, they just they've done a brilliant job with the team. Oh, you know, if you, you're competing for a title, it's if you're competing for a resounding title. success, exactly. Especially when when Juventus kept spending more. Uh, Inter also spent a lot more managerial change there too, and I mean for Inter as well, I think it's a success because a lot of a lot of people didn't think Inter were going to be as good without Conte, and in comes Simone Inzaghi, and I think he's done a I think he's done a really good job until now he blew the lead, but that's football for you. 
saw a fab tweet today that um, Pirlo's back as Juventus manager next season. Really? Confirmed. No. I did... S- I didn't understand the wording on that because he said that and then he said something about Tiago Mata, it's Betsy. I don't know if that's who Pirlo was trying to go to. That's who, I mean, they wanted Pirlo. Oh, they I wanted him, what I but he's going back that. to, okay. Yes. I read that, got kind of confused, didn't think much of it after. So they're just all over the place. Juventus? Yeah, they sacked Pirlo to rehire someone old and now they're going back to him. And, and where does Allegri's career, uh, where does Allegri go from here now? You're never done as a man. There's always... There's always somebody who's going to want to hire you. He's he's never been in England, has he? No. Don't think so. Yeah. He's been linked. But yeah, he's been linked to Arsenal many times. But At uh, the bare minimum, it. you can always turn into that relegation candidate mid-season hire because you're a defense... <laughs> you're a quote-unquote defensive specialist. <laughs> so he could just slot right in. Yeah, I mean, because that was the thing about Pirlo is that Pirlo had a lot of good ideas... With with Juventus, the execution and the way he play and he, the way he set up his team was just horrible. And that's given that it was also with a Cristiano Ronaldo that his head was in another place at the time. Uh, DiBala will also be gone. It might be a headache less to deal with. And now he gets to start this new Juventus revolution with Vlahovic. You got Chiesa you, you when still, he gets yeah, back. You, yeah, you still have, you'll have a, a healthy Chiesa hopefully at the start of the at the end of summer. And you still have, and you still have McKenny. I think the only places where you would need to, where that team would need to upgrade, is on the fullbacks. You know, do you still want to continue with Danilo and Juan Cuadrado, or is it time to get rid of them? And even as good as the signings have been for Spurs, them just kind of making their mind up on like the Kulazetsky experience, the Bentacore one. It's lost depth, but I feel like in the long run it might help out for them. Yeah, if, especially if Pirlo can just like kind of nail in his final lineup granted he kind of used both of them so yeah he, i mean he, those, he was a big fan of both of them were are those permanent signings those were permanent signings actually, well know. actually well i mean bentoncourt was a, a sign the uh kulusevsky was on a loan but with the option to buy which they will probably trigger that option you should <laughs> better they'd be crazy not to trigger that option especially when you know they have a firm price set around like 35 million you know, he could easily go for much more given how he's been playing. Yeah, he's a steal well. now. <laughs> Did I miss anything? We I got Prem so. in terms of European football. We got Europe. Yeah. I, I neglected my team. Well, I don't want to tear up on set. <laughs> so I wanted to go a different route for my farewells. Now, I did mention that team in Germany. Only right I give you guys these before. Uh, oh, you're kidding! Oh, before you're, the end you, of the year. No, no chance. Way. Actually, uh, are you damn. Serious? Are you serious? Shit, Adam. Adam. Need a. Oh, ah, oh, dude, I need to have those in your guys' closets. Uh, this this will be worn. This yeah, Man. this will be worn. Might, might, might have you sign this. Adam. <laughs> Nate, you shouldn't have, dude. That's dude, sick. Yeah. Appreciate that, Adam. Hey, hey, I got to. Thank you, mate. Yeah, dude. Thank wear, you that, so wear that with pride. Maybe not right wear. now. Um. Hey, in, in, <laughs> later, later in the summer. That's nah, you, nah, you guys are unreal. I mean, both of you are about... It's crazy to me that both of you are about to graduate. It's crazy to it's, me, bro. It's crazy to me, too. It's, it's insane because I mean, you guys have done a lot of incredible work here covering almost every sport possible at Michigan State. You guys have gone on to also cover prof- some professional sports. 
And you guys have a, an amazing career lined up ahead of you. You know, I'm I'm seriously excited to see where both of you go. You guys are in, incredible journalists and even better people. So, thank you, Luca. Thank so, you, so thank you both for for having shared this experience together. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a it's been a quite the ride from trying to get this thing off the ground and taking you know five or six attempts to to finally you know restarting a a soccer podcast at Michigan State which hadn't been around for five six years and then you know just turn it into what it is with you know 12 people watching on Facebook live every week and who knows how many people even tunes in on on Spotify but it's it's you know it's just a joy to you know during the season just come here every week and forget about everything else in the world and just chop it up with you guys about you know about stuff that we just love talking about and um you know i'm gonna miss it i know man it's it's gonna it's gonna feel crazy when i'm sitting in the booth at demartin uh next fall and you guys won't be there it's gonna be crazy to me but i hope both of you come back to visit oh we will you guys are welcome back anytime we will not be strangers yeah you guys are never strangers here but that's uh Ooh, tough. Uh, it's tough to end it. Yeah, I don't want to say the final words. Right, well, why don't you guys well, share your favorite experience covering the men, the men's or women's team here? Oh man, you guys, you guys have seen a lot more. I mean, for me, there's not going to be anything that that'll beat the night of December first, twenty eighteen, inside of DeMartin when the men booked their ticket to the Final Four for the first time in fifty years, um, in the Elite Eight of the tournament. And uh, just being on the call for that was absolutely unreal, and I, one of my favorite memories, probably of, of college at all. Yeah, I think that Mar- the Maryland game is always going to stick with me. Was, From this, but last year, this last year, I was telling you like the week of, like I was really hoping I got put on the call for that one. We yeah. got put on it. Oh, you guys killed it. Too. Probably my favorite call I had. And it was just kind of a banger of the game. Banger yeah, of a game. It was a great game until Maryland kind of last ten minutes might have been cruise control, but up until that yeah. point, that whole experience. Got to do the interview with uh, Bulma after. Again, we didn't get that extra forty-five minutes or interview with Ben Bender, but it's fine. We still got the goal from him. Tough, tough, but no that, and then just yeah, the whole experience of having the weekly pod throughout the season. It was always something to look forward to. It, it's a lot to miss. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna feel real. Me, me and Adam did like countless games together. Yeah, Count, yeah, you guys have done an incredible job with BTN. I Either mean, on the left or right side of that uh, press box. Yeah, I mean, you guys are synonymous with you know everything soccer here. Do we sign that wall too? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Just take what we can vandalism. get. No, that, that would be vandalism. Well. I hope, uh, and I don't even need to tell you what you need to fill out this sentence with. I hope you found the last three years of this podcast to be. In the great words. Oh, in the great words of Ray Hudson. Magisterial. Thanks for listening.